Thank you for joining with us this morning, and welcome to New Life Church. Man, we're so excited to be with you guys this morning, and man, today is a special Sunday. Y'all want to know why it's a special Sunday? Yes, it is August 1st, but that's not why. <laughs> it's a special Sunday because it was exactly one year to the day that Tamara and I became the pastors of New Life Church. Exactly one year to the day I preached my first message in the pulpit here one year from today in August. And let me just tell you, I'm so excited what God has done in one year. I know tomorrow and I both feel like we're exactly where God wants us to be. And it was kind of crazy at first because he did it during the pandemic. It's like that wasn't exactly the, the greatest transition with Pastor Brown uh, going to be with Jesus in heaven and then us coming down. It was like all odds were stacked against us, but the Lord has been faithful. And man, we have been busy fulfilling our mission statement, united by truth, developed in relationship to reach the world around us. This whole entire year, we just want to dedicate it to that particular mission statement. And we'll continue to do that. But we just really wanted to create opportunities where people can encounter God. Because we know that when you create God encounters and when people can encounter God, that that is what really changes your life. What people need is God encounters. When you encounter God in a true and a real way, that is what really changes your life. So we've just been asking God for wisdom. God, let us help uh, create God encounters where people can come and experience you in a real way. Because I believe that through everything that we're walking through, people need God encounters. What we need more than anything is true God encounters. And I'm so excited about what God has done uh, through this first year. And we're going to celebrate that in a couple of weeks. Uh, so it's going to be good. And Man, today also marks the launch of a new series entitled Blueprints. Blueprints. So this next few weeks, we're going to be talking about wisdom and how to build our lives based on biblical wisdom. How many of you can use a little bit more wisdom in your life? All of us. And I love wisdom and just been studying this so much. And, you know, wisdom and knowledge are not the same thing. Some people can get that confused. Wisdom and knowledge are not the same thing. You can have all the degrees in the world, all the book smarts in the world, and have no wisdom. Have you ever met people like that? They know all the, they could give you all these facts, but they have no wisdom. And wisdom is not necessarily calculated by how many degrees you have. That's knowledge. And we're going to define the two a little bit more as we go on. But today, we're going to discuss wisdom and how to find it and how to get it. How to find wisdom and how to get wisdom. Because I believe that blueprint, the blueprints to our lives to build a successful life. And I know uh, people can define success in so many different ways. But I believe that to have true success in your life is when you obtain wisdom and you apply wisdom. The whole book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon, he wrote about all the pleasures that he did in his life. And he came to this conclusion that all of it was worthless. All of it was worthless in his pursuit of everything that he had. But one thing that he realized is that wisdom is the key to a true successful life. And we're going to study wisdom today in Proverbs uh, chapter 9, verse 1. It says, wisdom has built her house. She has carved her seven columns. Wisdom, wisdom has built her house. She has carved her seven columns. Proverbs 8, verse 21, 22 through 23. I'm sorry, 22 through 31. It says, the Lord formed from the beginning before he created anything else. 
I was appointed in ages past at the very first before the earth began. I was born before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills I was born, before he had made the earth and the fields and the first handfuls of soil. Verse 27, I was there when he established the heavens, when he drew the horizons of the oceans. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas, so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundation, I was the architect at his side. I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created. How I rejoiced with the human family. All this is talking about wisdom. All this is pointing towards wisdom. And what's the key concept today is this, is that he is helping, who is helping you build your life? Who are you, who's building your life? You're building your life, but you're building your family. You're building your legacy. Every day, you're getting one step further to the, for the, to the final product of what you've been building your life to work on. Think about that. Every single day, you're getting a little bit closer to what you're building on a day-to-day in your life. Every blueprint or every building needs a blueprint. You don't just begin construction on a house and say, you know what, we'll just make it up as we go. You end up with wrong dimensions and slanted angles that you didn't really want to know and awkward. It would be a, a total catastrophe if you began to build a house without blueprints. But blueprints give you an instruction of a diagram. This is exactly the dimensions. This is exactly how the building should be constructed. But how many times do we build our lives and we don't have a blueprint to build our lives? We just go through life and we just say, you know what, I'll figure it out as I go. I'll take life as it comes on. I'll just just take it day by day. But guess what? You're building even when you're not trying to build. So we have to ask ourselves, God, before he created the heavens and the earth, it says that wisdom was there beside him. Before he even uh, said, let there be light, wisdom was right there with him. And wisdom was the architect that God used to build creation, to build the heavens and the earth. He used wisdom. So my question is, who is your architect in building your life? Who's the architect that's building your life? You know who it is? We need wisdom. In order to build a sustainable life, to build a life that we would deem happy, and happy it doesn't be quantified by money or wealth or any of that. That's good. We need those things, but that doesn't make you happy. True wisdom is what we need to, to, to live a sustained life. And wisdom is the architect that is helping us get there. And today we're going to talk about how to find wisdom, what is wisdom, and how to get it. Amen? Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for who you are in our lives. I thank you right now, Lord God, that after the next few weeks that our understanding and our application of wisdom would grow more than we ever imagined or comprehended. I thank you right now that we're growing in the fear and image and knowledge of you. I thank you right now that you open up our hearts today to hear wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let's begin by defining what is wisdom. And if you're taking notes, we also have all the notes on our app. You can download our app, New Life Church of Mobile. Uh, you can find all the notes to our app on, on our app there. So if, if I, because in the end, you're gonna, I'm going to be listing a few things that you're going to be like, what is that? It's on the app. 
You can go back and look in the notes. It's all there for you. So let's define wisdom. Let's start by defining what is wisdom. Wisdom is seeing from God's perspective. That's a simple definition. Wisdom is seeing from God's perspective. You know, with your phones, you could take your phone, and they have this beautiful thing called maps. And you can type in any location in the world. It doesn't even have to be in the U.S. It could be in the world. And it will give you the exact exact coordinates, the exact, exact location. And sometimes you can even go and see an image of that building or that place. That's called GPS. With GPS, that is the greatest invention that was ever created for travelers. Because now, even in my own city, we're new to Mobile still. We're trying to figure out what things are. You know what I do? Let me Google and see what's the closest thing here. And then I could just put it in a map, and it'll take me right there. It'll even tell me the fastest route. It'll even tell me if there's traffic. It'll even tell me my estimated arrival time. So I could tell the people, hey, if I'm going to, I'll be there at 551. Not 552, it says I'll be there at 551, and nine times out of ten, I'll be there at 551, the time that it says. It's a beautiful thing, but even with our lives, we need GPS. What is That's God's perspective. We need God's perspective in our lives to tell us which way to go. His GPS tells us which way to go. We need God's perspective in our family. We need it in our finances, in our emotions, in our careers, in every area of our lives. We need God's perspective. What is that? It's wisdom. We need God's wisdom in every area of our life. God's perspective is eternal. He has an eternal perspective. You know, our perspective is only limited by what we can see. Our, our, our perspective is only limited by what we can see. You know, we can have hopes and dreams for the future, but really we can only go as far as what we can see. But God's our perspective is eternal. He sees the beginning from the end and also in the middle. So we need God's perspective in order to navigate our life. We also need God's perspective because God's perspective is the right perspective. You know, I can have a, an opinion about something. You can have an opinion about something. And it could be different. It could be the same. But guess what? Ultimately, it's God's perspective that matters. Yeah. So we need to seek God to say, God, what is your perspective on this area? What is your perspective on these things? We need to seek God's wisdom, his perspective. Wisdom is also discerning what is true. Wisdom is discerning the truth. Truth is not relative. Culture can't define it. Truth is truth, and it doesn't change, and you can't redefine what is truth. So many times, culture tries to dictate what is truth. Culture tries to dictate what it means to be married. Oh, well, marriage, it could be to anyone now. No, what does God's word say about marriage? What does God's word say about truth? And we always have to go back to what is God's truth because culture is always trying to push God further and further away. Our society now is living in a world that people are confused more than they've ever been confused before. Why are we confused? Because nobody's listening to truth. Nobody's looking for God's truth. Life could be so much simple if you just apply God's truth. It's simple. He said in the beginning, uh, he, he created day. Day and night. That's pretty simple, right? I mean, that's not much complicated about what, what is day. Day is day, light time. Night is dark. Oh, that's pretty simple. He created male and female. I mean, that's pretty simple. But now you got all types of trans, I don't know what, it's so many different labels now. I'm like, I get confused trying to think of all of them. And that's confusing in itself. 
trying to figure out everything that's going on. Why? Because the world has getting further and further away from the truth. So we can't allow culture to dictate what the truth. Well, you just got to get with the times. No, you need to get with God's truth. What does God's perspective say? What does God's word say? But the moment we give in to culture and they're, they're well, we're going to cancel you if you don't agree with us. Well, go ahead and cancel me. I don't care. I'm not living for you anyway. But if you're living for the world and the world's approval, you always bow your knee to them and what they say. But I'm going by what does God's perspective say? What does God's truth say about this? Truth. Wisdom has the ability to discern the truth. It's the ability to know, let's discover the truth. You ever been in, some of you probably say, no, I'll never do this. Ever been in a, in a muddy pond before or a muddy lake? Have you ever been in that? Some of you have. Some of you are like, Mm-mm, I'm not touching that. But the crazy thing about a, a muddy or some muddy water or dirty water, you don't know what's underneath you. You can begin to walk, and you're like, well, I feel like I got a good footing. And then you can walk, and then you can hit something, you can fall in. And you're like, whoa, let me get out of here. This is not what I expected. But then you could get in the swimming pool, but the swimming pool, you could clearly see the bottom. That's how we are walking around without wisdom. We just in that muddy pond, just filling around trying to find truth. Well, let me see if truth is over. Over, nope, no, that's not it. Let me go this. And, and we were just walking around aimlessly trying to find truth, trying to find a, a solid foundation, but we can't. But it, wisdom is like walking in a swimming pool. Oh, I see the deep end is right there. Let me stay back here. It's I can clearly see what I'm stepping into when I step into wisdom. But the moment I step away from wisdom, I'm just, I'm just aimlessly walking around, just trying to feel, let me see if it's this way. Is this truth this way? Nope, it's not that way. And I get lost. But truth is discerning what is truth about God. You know, truth answers the questions. It answers the questions. I don't know how I feel about that problem. You know, people ask you your opinion on everything. They'll say, well, how do you feel about this? Well, the truth is, I can have an opinion or a feeling about something, but in the end, it doesn't matter. It's like, I can feel a certain way about something, but if it doesn't align with God's truth or God's perspective, then guess what? I need to change into God's perspective. That's why I don't like giving my opinion about things, because in the end, my opinion doesn't really matter. It's like, what does God's word say? What does it say about? Well, that's what it is. Regardless of how I feel, what does God's word say? And when I align my thoughts my actions and my desires, and I align it to God's perspective, then what begins to happen is my perspective begins to shape and change towards God's truth. So now life becomes a lot more simpler and a lot more easier because I'm applying God's truth and not trying to figure it out on my own. How many times have you tried to figure a solution out on your own and realized, well, that wasn't it? I get, Man, you know what? I missed the mark. I, I knew for sure this time this was it, and then it wasn't. Why? Because that's your own perspective. But when you tune to God's wisdom, God will give you wisdom to, to complicated problems that you like, that doesn't even make sense. And we talked about Solomon earlier. There was a situation in, uh, when Solomon, he was the king, David's son, he was the king. There was a lady, it was two women, both of them had newborn babies. One of them uh, rolled asleep on accident and she killed her baby in the sleep. So in the middle of the night, once she realized her baby was dead, she took the other lady's baby and took him as her own and switched the babies. Well, the, they brought, went before King Solomon, and they said that, hey, this is the situation. This lady stole my baby. And she said, no, it's not. That's my baby. And Solomon said, okay, somebody bring me a sword. Bring me a sword. So they're like, what you want to do, a, a sword? What you need a sword for? So he brings out the sword, and he says, let's cut the baby in half. We'll give one half to this lady and the other half to that lady. 
And the one whose baby it wasn't, who stole the baby, she said, yes, let's do that. Let's cut them in half. But the real mother said, no, please don't cut the baby. Just give it to her. And Solomon said, it's this lady's child. What is that? Wisdom sometimes doesn't seem like it makes sense. But in that moment, it's exactly what it did to discern the truth. Solomon knew exactly what it was because the Bible says he was the wisest man that ever lived. But sometimes wisdom doesn't look right in the world's eye. Think about that. Somebody bring a baby, he says, bring the sword out. That makes no earthly sense. But that's the thing. Wisdom is not from the earth. It's from above. Wisdom is from above. And God has the ability to give you wisdom for complex situations that you're trying to face, you're trying to figure out. All you have to do is ask God, God, give me wisdom. I don't understand this. This is too big for me to understand. God will give you the wisdom for complex problems. That's what God does. That's what his wisdom does. What is, also, what is wisdom? Wisdom is also choosing the right path. How many of us are faced with choosing the right path? Most, some of us daily. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Wisdom knows the right path and the myriad of other plans or in other paths. There's so many options out there for you. There's so many things for you to try. But guess what? Wisdom says this is the right path that you will take. You know, when an alcoholic took that first sip of alcohol, they didn't realize that that was a path that led to death. They didn't think that that was the path that was going to lead for them losing their job or getting that DUI or losing their family. They didn't think that. They just think, man, I'm just hanging out and having fun. Wrong path. You know, early in my life, when I was 15 years old, is when I took my first sip of alcohol. And I thought, you know what? This is fun. i just hanging out with my family. I'm like, oh, we having a good time. This is great. But I didn't realize that later in my life that I would become addicted to it. And when everything would go wrong, I would say, you know what? Let's pour up. Just pour another drink. And now I can't live without it. And now I'm, I'm miserable for the thing that I thought brought me joy. Now it's, 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 I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I I'm, I'm hate myself, but I can't stop doing it. What is that? That's the wrong path. But wisdom says don't even go down that path. It ends in death. But when I don't apply wisdom, I don't even look at the dangers ahead. You know, sometimes we just jump into stuff and don't use wisdom to think, what are the pitfalls ahead of this? We just jump in that relationship like, oh, this is great. But what are the pitfalls ahead? What are the consequences of my decisions? But we have to make sure that we're using wisdom when we use our lives to choose the right path. Wisdom chooses the, the right one instead of the wrong one. Wisdom also puts things in order. It puts things in order. God stepped into chaos. It says, in the beginning, the earth was without void. Or the earth was without form and void. So he used wisdom, as we read in Proverbs earlier, that he began to design and to build the earth from chaos. He stepped into chaos and created order. He told the oceans, you can only go this far. He said, land, you can only go this far. He created the birds in the sky and said, I want you to fly above. And he created fish and said, I want you to stay in the water. What is this? He used wisdom to bring order to chaos. God has the ability. You say, my life is so full of shambles. He can step in your chaos and bring order. That's what wisdom has the ability to do. Wisdom can prioritize your life. It can have the ability to step in and say, let me prioritize what's important. A lot of times our lives are chaotic and out of order because we don't or prioritize what's important. We need to discern and use wisdom to say what is important and let me start there. We have so many things out of order, but God could come in and step in and he can organize your life. Wisdom takes chaos and turns it 
into order. If your finances are out of order, he can step in and bring order to that. If your health is out of order, he can step in and bring order to that. If your whatever it is in your life is out of order, God can step in in chaos and turn it into order. Amen. Wisdom is also making knowledge useful. Remember, we talked about that at the beginning. Wisdom and knowledge are not the same thing. Wisdom knows how to make proper use of knowledge. Knowledge says that gravity is a law. We all know that gravity is a law. But wisdom says, let me apply this. Let me use wisdom to apply the knowledge that I know about gravity. So wisdom says, I don't jump off the building because I'll defy that law. I know gravity is real, so wisdom says I'm not going to jump off the building because I know what's going to happen if I defy that law. Wisdom puts practical application to knowledge. Wisdom takes knowledge and applies it correctly. You don't have to have knowledge to be wise. You know, some people feel like you need to go to college because you need to, to become wise and smart. You can spend all your money in the world and get the degrees, but guess what? And still be a fool. And then there's people that never went to school and they're wise beyond their years. Why is that? Because wisdom comes from the Lord. You tap into God's wisdom, you could be the wisest person, like Solomon. When Solomon was king, he asked God, or anything he asked God for, he says, God give me wisdom to lead your people. And God says, you know what? Because you granted me, you asked for this, I'll give you not only wisdom, but I'll give you all the riches in the world as well. Wisdom is what we need. So that's what wisdom is. So the second thing is, or the second point, if you take a note, is how do we get wisdom? Because nobody is born with wisdom. None of us are born with wisdom. We're born to our sinful nature. But how do you get wisdom? Proverbs 2, verse 2 through 6. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So how do we get wisdom? The first thing we do from we read there is you listen for wisdom. The word says wisdom cries out in the street. She screams out in the street for anyone to listen. So first of all, wisdom, you have to listen for it. Wisdom comes from an external source. You have to tune your ears to wisdom. What is that? That's his spirit. You have to tune your ears to his spirit and see what is his spirit saying to catch hold to wisdom. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10. But it was was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. It's his spirit. We need his spirit and listen to his spirit. God, what is your spirit saying concerning this area? And what are we doing? We're tuning our ears for wisdom. What we're saying is, God, give me wisdom. In this. What is your spirit saying in this area? Also, we not only tune our ears, but we tune our heart. You know, sometimes God can drop something in your heart, a word of wisdom in your heart, and you can say, oh, thank you, God, for that. I didn't even see that before. What is that? That means you're becoming sensitive. You're tuning your heart not only to hear, but your heart as well. And you're opening up your heart for knowledge and understanding that comes through wisdom. But God does that by his spirit. So how do you get wisdom? The first thing is you listen for it. The second thing you do is you ask for it. You ask God for wisdom. James, verse, James chapter 1, verse 5. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to you. Simple. You need wisdom? Ask God for wisdom. 
cry out. You have to be desperate for wisdom. The question is, are you desperate for wisdom? Or are you just, are, are you just desperate or satisfied with the way your life is? I constantly have to ask God, God, give me wisdom, not only for my life, but to lead this church. I'm desperate for wisdom because not only does my decisions affect me, but it affects everyone in this room. And those that are members of the church that are not here today, it affects everyone that I do. So I need wisdom to make sure that I make the right decision. Because guess what? People don't like when you make decisions. I don't know if you realize that, but think about the state of the, nobody. Like, it doesn't matter who the president is. Nobody's going to ever agree on the president because they don't like when decisions are being made. Yeah. Some people are going to be for it. Some people are going to be against it. But whenever you step into leadership, you need wisdom for the Lord because there's not always going to be people that are going to agree with every decision that you make. The only thing you can pray is that, God, I know that I sought wisdom from you, and I know this is the decision that you've made in the best decision. So I constantly ask God, God, give me wisdom. Because I know this decision, it doesn't just affect me. It affects so many people. It affects my family. It affects the, your, your people. I need wisdom in making decisions. So we all need to cry out for your life. God, I need wisdom. You have to be desperate for wisdom. And when you cry out for it, you have to receive it by faith. You have to ask with faith. Don't doubt. Don't say, God, I, I could really use some wisdom if you can. If you're, if you're willing Please, maybe, can you just get, no, you have to believe and ask by faith that God will give you wisdom and he will answer. Amen. So how do we get wisdom? We listen for it. We ask God for it. And we search for it. We search for wisdom. Wisdom is a passionate pursuit. You have to passionately pursue wisdom. And how do you do that? You search his word. The best place to get wisdom is you search God's word for it. Because his word is already probably spoken, which you need the answer for. We search his word, and we seek his word more than anything. You know, the more that you become in love and passionate about God's word, the more your eyes and ears will be tuned to, uh, to wisdom like never before. It's just like you can read the same scripture a million times and get something different every single time. Why is that? Because his word is always speaking. It's always wisdom in his word. There's always revelation in his word. But if you don't seek it, if you don't, uh, if you don't desire it, if you don't study it, you'll never get it. It's a passionate pursuit. You have to be diligent in your study of God's word to see what he's saying because that is how you obtain wisdom. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 14 through 15. For her, profits, for her profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain better than fine gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire compares with her. Think about that. Nothing you desire compares with her talking about wisdom. Think about whatever it is your highest desire. It doesn't even come close to wisdom. Oh, if I just had a billion dollars, that's great. It still won't satisfy you like wisdom would because you'll blow that billion dollars just as fast as you'll get it. But wisdom is, it says nothing you desire compares with her. If the Bible says something, if the Bible says nothing you desire compares to her, I feel like I need to get some of that. That means whatever I feel like, think about all the things that you, you, you thought you would get that would bring you happiness. You got those things and you realize, hey, that wasn't it. Ooh, if I could just get the new job. Well, you got the new job. Two weeks later, two months later, I'm ready for another job. These people getting on my nerves. I, I, boy, I t it is, what, what is that? Well, you thought it was going to make you feel better, but it didn't. Boy, if I could just get the new car. You got the new car. Now you got chips and stains all over the seat. It's, what is that? You get the new house. Ooh, let me furnish the house. Now the house furnished, it's set up. Now I need a bigger house. It's like, what is, you're never satisfied. When you gain wisdom, 
is better than anything you ever desire. What I love about wisdom is wisdom, wisdom is always building. It's always building. You know when you get wisdom because what you're building is beyond your ability. When you get somewhere and you're building something that's beyond your ability, you know you tapped into wisdom. When you receive wisdom, God begins to build. You know, this is I'm not bragging on myself because I can't take credit for anything. But when I look at my life, I can look back and I can say that God is truly building my life based upon wisdom. Because every decision in my life, whether big or small, I always consult it with the Lord and say, Lord, is this you? Is this decision you? Do, do I move to Mobile, move my family? And do we move to Mobile? And there was a piece. He said, yes, this is what I have for you. Lord, do I stop playing baseball to pursue you? Yes. Lord, do I marry tomorrow? Yes. All those things, all the big decisions, everything in my life, and I can look back over the course of my life and I can say, God is truly building my life. And I can't take credit any for that because me, I would have made tough, several wrong decisions along the way. And I have made several wrong decisions along the way when I didn't seek the Lord. But every time I've sought the Lord and say, God, is this you in this decision? He has never steered me wrong. Now, when he speaks, it's up to me to listen or not. That's the thing. God is always speaking. It's up to us to decide if we're going to be obedient to him or not. And if we choose not to, that's not on him. That's on us. That's on us. But we have to tune our ears and say, God, I want to build my life on wisdom. This is what this whole series is about. This whole series about is wisdom. And we're going to go deeper and deeper into wisdom because wisdom is for things you control. Faith is for things you can't control. Most of the decisions we need to make in life is based on wisdom, things that we control. So we need more wisdom. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to close with this. In Proverbs chapter 8, this whole book, of you could go back and read this on your own. It's fascinating. Proverbs chapter 8, it says all these things about wisdom. And it's going to be too many to list, so that's why I said it's all in the notes. So you could go back in the notes on the app, and you could get all this. But in Proverbs chapter 8, you could go back and read it and study it on your own. It says all these things that this is what wisdom is. In Proverbs chapter 8, it says, Wisdom is a voice, an understanding, a stand, a doorkeeper, a road, a cry, important, right, true, wholesome, Blameless, plain, clear, valuable, incomparable, happy, delightful, joyful, favor, and life. That's what it says that wisdom is. And this is what it says that wisdom brings. All this is in Proverbs chapter 8. It says that wisdom brings instruction, good judgment, knowledge, discernment, fear of the Lord, hatred of evil, common sense. Success, insight, strength, kingship, rulership, leadership, righteousness, riches and honor, enduring wealth, justice, gifts, wages, and treasuries. Now, who wouldn't want wisdom? If wisdom is all these things and wisdom can bring you all these things, who in their right mind would not want wisdom? But how many times do we live our life and we don't apply wisdom? Or we don't even seek it. Y'all, wisdom is the greatest thing outside of Jesus that you can ever pursue. It's wisdom. We need wisdom. The most important thing about wisdom is this, is that wisdom is Jesus. Wisdom is Jesus. 
And the word says that the beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And until you get to the point where you fear the Lord, you won't even begin to get anything from wisdom because you don't fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning to all wisdom because until you get to that point, you always live for yourself. You always do what you feel is best. But when you get a healthy fear of the Lord and a reverence of who he is, you will begin to say, God, I don't want to do, make any decision. I don't want to live my life without you, so I need to seek your face. I need your wisdom. That's the beginning of true wisdom right there is fear of the Lord. And the question I want to ask tonight is, or this morning is, is there a fear of the Lord in your life? You know, it should be evident by the decisions that you make in your lifestyle that there's a fear of the Lord in your life. You know, it's sad that so many people claim to profess, profess to be Christians, but there's no evidence of a fear of the Lord in their life by the things that they do or by their lifestyle. There's no evidence of the fear of the Lord. And that's not a judgment. That's just saying that, what, that's, to me, that's a wake-up call that says, God, I need you. God, if I want to walk this thing out for real, I need a healthy fear of you because I don't want to miss the mark. I don't want to miss anything that God, I don't want to stand before God on judgment day and he said, I had so much more for you, but you didn't listen. You didn't fear me enough to seek me to the, I don't, to me, that is a terrifying thing to say that God, I, I, I didn't do everything that, I didn't receive everything that you have from here on earth. I, and I'm, I'm not trying to condemn anyone, but I just want you to see the urgency and the, and the, and the huge opportunity it is to seek the Lord for wisdom because he can literally turn your life around upside down in a great way. If you, if there's any area of your life you feel dissatisfied or you feel like, man, this life, my life can improve it. So wisdom, it's wisdom. We all need it. Wisdom, but fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to ask everyone just to bow their head and, and to close their eyes and I'm done. But fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. We can't even begin to tap into wisdom until we fear the Lord. So I just want to give a call today for those of you that say, I, I'm not there yet. I don't have a fear of the Lord. I haven't begun to, I can't even touch wisdom because there's, there's no fear of the Lord in my heart. But when you make that decision to surrender your life to God, when you bow your knee and surrender to him, there's a peace that comes over you. There's a joy that comes over you. There's a weight that feels like it's lifted off your shoulders, but also comes a fear of the Lord. And I just want to take a few moments and pray for, if you're listening to this under the sound of my voice, whether you're right now or you're listening to it later, you want to come into a relationship with the Lord. You want to be in right standing with the Lord. I want to pray for you. And I want to pray for anyone under the sound of my voice. If you're saying, I want to come in a right relationship with the Lord. I, I'm, I'm away from him. I want to come in relationship with the Lord. If that's you, I just want you to lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to ask everyone to do this. Just place your hand over your heart. I want everyone in the room under the sound of my voice just to repeat this after me, just to join in and just say, Holy Spirit, I come to you today and I lay down my life. I repent of all of my sin, and I receive you today. Holy Spirit, give me a healthy fear of the Lord so that I can tune my ear and my heart to wisdom. I thank you for coming into my life today. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for what he's doing. If you're watching online right now or you're watching later or you're listening, please go to our Facebook page. Look for this message. Drop a comment in the comment section. Let us know that you made a decision because we'd love to reach out and pray for you about anything that you have. But we just want to celebrate you and just thank you for making that decision to follow the Lord. Come on, let's give it up one more time for those that have made that decision to follow Christ. Man, this is week one of Blueprint. We're just getting started, y'all. There's so much more to wisdom that we're going to go and tap into that I'm excited about it. So, again, if you are watching, you can download our app. All the notes are there. If you're prepared to give, you can give in three ways. You can give online. You can go online to our website at newlifemobile.org. You can give there. You can mail in uh, uh, your check. You can find our address on our website. Or you can download our app. You can download our app. You can give on our app as well. Well, we love you guys. We'll see you this Wednesday. Wednesday is our first Wednesday service for the month of August. We love to see you in the building, 6.30 Wednesday for our first Wednesday service. We'll have worship and a word as well. It's going to be a great time. But we love you guys. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you guys next week. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Welcome tomorrow up. Amen. Let's give it up. Blueprints. Y'all, that was an awesome word. Thank you so much, Pastor Mario. I want to be filled with wisdom, y'all. I really do. Great job. Well, just really quick, um, I just want to remind you guys that first Wednesday is this Wednesday. Everybody say this Wednesday. That is actually a live service where we come in. We'll kind of go a little bit deeper in just the word time. Um, we'll worship a little bit and just enjoy the fellowship of being with each other. And then also on August 20th, don't forget to put this in your calendar. This is even a time for you to invite people who are looking for church homes in the midst of a pandemic, a place where there's faith movement going. This is a time you want to invite them to hang out because we'll do a lot of vision and we'll talk a lot about where New Life Church is headed and how you can play a part in it. All right, guys. Well, so Pastor Mario has been talking over here about wisdom. And so while he was doing that, I found um, in Proverbs chapter three, it says, honor the Lord with your wealth. Everybody say honor the Lord with your wealth. Man, talk about wisdom. You can honor God with your wealth. And it says, and, and with your first fruits and all of your produce, then your borns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with the seams. I always find that so funny that it talks about our vats overflowing. But what I've learned over time and also in our marriage, the more Mario and I just begin to pour out our wealth, our finances on nothing but the Lord. I'm not worried about what happens to that money. I drop that in there and I walk away because I know my God watches what I'm dropping in and that's all that matters to me. And so because of that, he blesses our family. He keeps us. He watches over us. And now our borns are overflowing and our vats are bursting at the seams. Amen. Well, so guys, I'm going to go ahead and get you to stand to your feet. Let me pray for you. This is the beginning of August. Can y'all believe it's already August and it only gets hotter in, in Mobile? <laughs>
right? It's, it's hot all the way up to Christmas. Lift your hands. Father, I thank you, Lord, for blessing your people. I thank you that they're overflowing in everything that they do. And Lord God, their hands are blessed. Their jobs are blessed. I thank you for promotions, raises, things to come, unexpected income coming their way, Father, only because they trust you. Our faith is in you. And it's in your name we pray. And if you believe it, shout amen. All right, guys, you can come down. And also, if you have that first-time guest card, you can drop that in the bucket. All right, guys, it's on you. I'm not gonna live by what I say.